0: all right guys i got some really cool guests on with me today i've got lindia johnson and gene hamill from twisted paranormal and they're they're based out of texas they have a lot of good stuff going on and we're going to get into it as much as we possibly can today gene lindia thanks for coming on with me absolutely it's a pleasure to be on the show well gene no, i i'm Just recently have come acquainted with you. Uh, Lindy, I've known for a little bit, mainly through social media, obviously. But I've done my research. And I want to start off with this because we're going to get into a bunch of stuff with Twisted Paranormal stuff. But Twisted Carnival, tell me a little bit about what Twisted Carnival is.
1: Twisted Carnival is basically uh, what I would call fictional paranormal. I started it back in 2014 as a way to bring some of my uh, horror characters to life. And that show has got a a paranormal backdrop. I filmed a a full-featured movie back in 2014. It it was my first movie and all of a sudden it went to Japan, Australia, and several other places as well. And it really blew me away. And that's what really got me hooked, you know, uh, into the filming aspect. But now we go to, uh, just about every October, we're usually booked a year in advance, and we go to a lot of the commercial haunted houses and things of that nature, You know, showcasing our booth, our films, and we also have some of the uh, horror characters as well there, uh, too.
0: Now, I know you've done some work with the Travel Channel in the past. Tell me a little bit about what you were doing for those guys.
1: Absolutely. I was actually on on an episode of Ghost Adventures with Zach Baggins. We investigated the Kuhn Hospital over there in Vicksburg, Mississippi. And I was also on two episodes of Most Terrifying Places in America. I may have gotten that title incorrect. We got those folks out there, not only in Yazoo, to investigate the Witch of Yazoo, but also out there at Stucky's Bridge, which is supposed to be the most haunted bridge in Mississippi. Oh, cool. Linda, you've been
0: in the paranormal industry for roughly, what, about 30 years?
1: Yes,
2: sir. 30 plus. Just, uh, I've pretty much done residentials. I do a lot of mentorship, new investigators out there because I witness the dangerous steps they take collect evidence. And I I thought that was dangerous. And so I I mentor a lot. I mentor a lot of them to help teach them the proper ways of investigating. So I've been in this business for 30 years plus, I've been investigating starting in New Orleans, like uh, when I was 16, 17 years old, basically, For many, many years, I did lots of residentials, helping people understand the paranormal and help them get through their situation. You know, it's
0: it's definitely one of my passions is to teach people. That's awesome. And and, and the paranormal industry needs more of that. I see a lot of television shows. I see uh, some stuff in person. To where I feel like the respect factor is not what it should be. So it's good that somebody's out there teaching that part. Absolutely. Gene Lindia. this oh. is for both of you, but we'll start with Gene. You have a fantastic new project coming up based on uh, the Haunted Hill House called the, the House That Goes Through Hell. Tell our listeners right. a little bit about the project and a little bit about Haunted Hill House, which i believe was what about an hour from dallas
1: absolutely haunted hill house is a phenomenal place and i mean it it definitely gets the title as being the number one haunted house in america along with texas as well too the place as soon as i stepped through the door i mean you could just feel this presence you know just there and i mean it's extremely extremely thick feeling but while we were there we actually stayed uh three nights so we had I believe it was 13 all over thrown together and by the time that we wrapped up filming and everything by the third night only three of us remained and that was lindia my wife and myself um there was a lot of uh, insane things that uh, that happened out there a, a lot of it um i i have i have seen before some of it was you know was extremely new to me but when we were trying to think of a title you know for the you know for this documentary and the documentary is is not really about the house as much as it is about what goes on inside that house you know in the investigators experiences and in dealing with it you know as well it was uh i did it in kind of a fresh perspective a fresh take on it and, and, and what i can tell you is that it's definitely insane and i mean when, when we were going through ideas about a title I was like, you know, this is a hellacious house and In Lydia there agreed and I was like, you know, it almost kinda of feels like that it's constantly going through hell, you know. And that's how we, her and I both, came up with the title The House That Goes Through Hell.
0: Lyndia, tell me a little bit about some of the experiences that obviously chase some people away if you three were the only ones left by the end of the third day. Tell me a little bit about some of the stuff that goes on in that house, obviously without giving away everything that's in the documentary.
2: Well, I could at least speak on experiences that I've gone through prior to the movie without giving anything away for the film. Yeah, I have literally was pushed down the stairs and Jean's actually watched The evidence on this where I had three entities, or you know, you could see it kind of form behind me, and I get shoved down the stairs. There's lots of growling and hisses and poltergeist activity for the ones who. like to challenge the spirits at this house. They tend to get the raw end of the deal. They (laughs) get scratches, I mean, deep scratches, bite, even go home with attachments. And as far as possessions happen in this house.
0: What about as far as the actual documentary itself? Is the documentary out yet or is it getting ready to come out?
1: It's getting ready to come out. We do have the, the artwork done and we've been working on the video and the audio. You know portions of it and one of the things that I can tell you this happened um, it, it's not on film but this was an, uh, an eyewitness account actually from my wife while we were there uh, during during the filming process, um, she had called on her, uh, her daughter and when she was talking to her daughter, her daughter said, "Who's that growling in the background?" And she was like, "There's nobody growling she couldn't hear it but yet my daughter could my, my stepdaughter could and then they told me about it and i was like wow i mean that was the first for me on that i was like i've never heard anything like that you know i mean and uh, when we got back i asked her i said did you really hear something growling through the phone when you were talking to your mom she said yeah she said every time that she called she said it sounded like something was growling and it wasn't a dog either. I don't we
0: experienced some of that when we spent the night at the Sally house. That's the only time I've ever had any situation where I've heard growling when there was like a, no animal around and that might be the creepiest thing you can ever
1: experience. Right, absolutely. Yes,
2: the the growling happens all the time. I mean, just like us being on the phone right now, line of people you know, a lot of 1st firsthand accounts of people saying, you know, I was on the phone talking to so-and-so and all of a sudden this huge growl came out over the phone interrupting the both of our conversations
0: you know so
2: yeah it, it's definitely a first for me when i've experienced it
0: tell me a little bit about where people will be able to see the documentary when it comes out is this something that you guys are putting out on your own is it going to be available from one of the streaming services
1: it, it absolutely is um it's going to be available on amazon prime And it's also going to be available on the Roku channel, Revenant TV.
0: Okay. And what's the
1: expected release date? The expected release date, I would say probably
0: in another three months. Okay. So we got a little bit then. So we can get people charged up on it a little bit and get excited about it. Well, then that's going to fit in perfect because it looks like uh, I think you guys are having an event for people to be able to come out. And check out the house themselves in March, I believe, correct? That's correct. Tell me a little bit about what that is and how people can get in on it.
2: Basically, on March 18th and March 19th, a lot of people have been asking me if they could come in and investigate the house with me. They don't actually have the guts to do it on their own. You know, just a a few of very close friends and, and people who follow me. So they asked me if I would host an event to allow people to come and spend the night investigate and let them experience the house where they can feel safe i listened and i decided to go ahead and host this event 20 people going to be 10 people for the first night and 10 people for the second night so there's very limited tickets we'll get to come sleep investigate most people don't sleep though <laughs> and not only that one of those lucky people who does purchase a ticket we're going to give them an opportunity to come out to one of our future filming locations when we decide to work on our next project
0: well that's awesome is the house inhabited now is somebody living there or is it vacant people can live there
2: but uh kathy and Sonny have their own house and they also have a they don't want to live there. So it's pretty much a paranormal location for people to come and experience
0: all the greatness
2: to this house, good and bad,
0: you know? For those of, of the listeners who are unfamiliar with the house, I understand that one of the apparitions or spirits that's commonly seen is a little boy that I guess was disfigured. And, and back in the day, this place at one time was was a brothel. And apparently this was like a, a, a child that lived there up until he was about six years old and was uh, a child of one of the working women, we'll say. Have you guys had any experiences with that particular entity?
2: I have experience with Joshua quite a bit. Him and Jacob are definitely two children spirits there that I like to communicate with quite a bit. They're extremely playful for Joshua. He was basically a child of incest. His uh, father... The owner of the house at the time was embarrassed with him, and so he locked him away in what do you call a disappointments room back then, you know, and it it was a little cudgel. He was locked into this room. Well, Joshua would come out every now and then, and his father finally got upset enough where he murdered joshua and also sarah elizabeth which was the mother but yeah he's he's definitely a, a present he likes to knock over things and move things around and
1: very very playful absolutely you know and and going off of what she just said you know when when we were doing you know the documentary report of it and i had a, i had an opportunity to do some investigative work myself i've been a paranormal investigator not near as long as Lydia, but I've been, i've definitely been doing it for well over a decade and one of the things that we saw on the dvr was one of the doors opening and closing it was almost like something came out of the door and then went back in just to kind of give you some some background here on this particular door when you first go into what they call joshua's room it's a very small room and there's this little cubbyhole door on the left-hand side when you open it you literally crawl through this little crawl space and then you're able to stand up and And it's kind of like an attic, you know, in a way. And that's where Joshua's actual room was. It's a really surreal feeling when you're in that particular area of the house. It's a mixture between bad and good, to be honest. But we saw that little cubbyhole that that Lydia was just talking about actually open up as if something came through and then close as if it was, you know, leaving the area. We set up a ghost trap, you know, just a little... Ball upstairs, you know, with the little penny on it, and we would come up there and check it every now and then. I set it up the very first day that I was there. Nothing happened. The second day, nothing happened. But the, by the third day, the penny was off the ball. And I will tell you, I mean, it's, it's a really eerie feeling, <laughs> you know, when you <laughs> when you see things like that.
0: Gene, why do you think this place has so much of a, a dark presence to it? Would it, is it something with the history that maybe stands out? Obviously, Linda just talked about. Joshua uh, being killed, I guess, his mother. And so I'm, there's definitely some negative things happen on the property. But is there anything that stands out that would make you think that it would be more of an evil presence than your average well, hunting?
1: And and that's a very good question. And it definitely would take a lot longer than three days to really get down to the bottom of it. You know, a lot of people have a lot of theories about what's causing this and what's causing that. But I can say, you know, investigating the house is one thing, but it's called Haunted Hill House. Because the property itself that it sits on is extremely haunted just as much as the house is. There's a huge hill that's right behind this house. And um, and that's something that, that we're going to be looking into uh, in the very near future.
0: I'm going to ask a question that I already know the answer to, but I know if I don't ask it, I'll have a thousand <laughs> people asking me about it. Obviously, this is Haunted Hill House, but this has nothing to do with the Netflix series that was out. Correct? Correct. Nothing. No relation whatsoever. Obviously, you could see if I didn't if I didn't ask, somebody was going to say, hey, "Is that the same house from?" And no, it's not. But I wanted to at least bring it up. Some no, this you guys one. Could.
1: This one is a lot worse. Um, <laughs> you know, because one, it's real, and it is the number one in the entire united states and i mean there's other people that claim you know hey you know this is actually number one but i'm telling you when you go out there you and spend the night there you're going to find out for yourself don't take our word for it Lydia. you know we we have an event on march uh, 18th and 19th check it out for yourself and you'll see it gets that title for a reason
2: i uh- guess that choose to spend nights there i would say 80 percent of them never make it through the night they end up Checking out at like one, well, don't only last a couple hours. So that if that doesn't tell you something right like there that most people cannot make it through the night in this house because of the
0: activity. Now, if somebody wanted to come to your event, where would they try to get those tickets at?
1: They can go to twistedparanormal.com. We have it right there on the front page. I mean, you can purchase your ticket right there. Awesome.
0: Guys, it's been awesome having you on the show. Is there any other events happening in the near future you'd like to talk about? If so, how can these guys keep up with you on social
1: media? Absolutely. Well, first, let's cover some of the events. Um, We have a lot of upcoming events. So we actually have Bonnie and Clyde, a love to die for. And uh, this event is like no other. It is one of the most thorough investigations ever done at Bonnie and Clyde's ambush site and the Ambush Museum, which is just 10 minutes away from there. And For those that don't know, the Ambush Museum used to be called the Malls Cafe, Kensville Cafe. It was where Bonnie and Clyde actually uh, got their last meal before they were ambushed, just 10 minutes up the road. But we have Bonnie's niece, Ray Linder, and uh, Clyde's nephew, Buddy Barrow that's going to be making a guest appearance there. We also have medium shannon lane and uh Lissette, along with the rest of their investigation team for Moots and wings paranormal we have medium sky ray that's flying down from pennsylvania that's going to be there and we have mr brad cooney from the house in between for those that haven't seen that movie it is phenomenal it's really really good we also have Jeremy Leonard from Ghost of Morgan City. Demonology specialist is going to be there as well. All of that's going to be going down on January the 30th. Tickets start at 35 and up. So you can always uh, go out there to twistedparanormal.com. Check it out. Uh, we also have listings of different hotels, etc. that you can choose from as well, too. And, of course, have the uh, Good vs. Evil. Um, over there at the Haunted Hill House on March 18th and 19th as well, too. We have a lot of other exciting events. You can always, you know, go to twistedparanormal.com, sign up for that newsletter, join all of our our, uh, social media accounts. Well, we have the full list right there all through the website. And the website, by the way, is a great resource of other haunt locations. And also uh, hardware reviews and things of that nature as well, too. The
0: artwork for the good versus evil at Hill House is phenomenal. Oh. I love that. Thank you. Well, like I said, hopefully we will be doing some uh, collaborations with you guys in the future. I've already been talking to Lindia about some possible stuff in Texas, because we're going to be coming and doing a live event in Dallas, Fort Worth area a little later this year. So uh, I'm hoping to be able to hook up and go to Hill House. And she's got another location out there, too. So you know, we're, we're going to hopefully be able to connect with you guys on some future events.
1: Absolutely. Definitely, you know, stop by. We're going to be over there in uh, Tyler, Texas on Saturday, April 17th for the uh, Tyler Paracon. Awesome.
0: Guys, thank you so much for coming on, Lindy. It was great talking with you. Same with you, Gene. Great talking to you. Yeah. Absolutely. I appreciate it. And hey, we will talk to you guys soon. All right. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you.